Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Come on, side, 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 what up y'all this is ed lover it's time for another come on son the podcast brought to you by cigarsinternational.com go to cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs okay i just got some new stuff from cigarsinternational.com and that espinoza comfortably numb is an absolutely wonderful smoke so if you're into the cigar world and the cigar lifestyle you're listening to this podcast go to cigarsinternational.com all right and when you check out put in my promo code ed 10 off that's ed 10off to get 10 percent off your total purchase that's all you have to do cigarsinternational.com and also locally by nissan South Morrow, 6889 Jonesboro Road. They have been taking care of me for the past two years, and they will take absolutely great, incredible care of you. So make sure that you check that out, okay? Understand exactly where we're coming from. Check it out. Check it out. Cigarsinternational.com, Ed 10 off, and also Nissan South Morrow right here in Georgia, 6889 Jonesboro Road. As I trek on with my journey through life, I often reflect on a lot of things. And one of the reasons I ask, one of the questions, excuse me, I always ask myself is why me? Like, if you know a little bit about my background, you would know that, well, a lot of people don't, I guess, know about my background before your own TV raps. I was in a band that started off um, as Oasis 2. That was the name of the band. When I started in the band, the band was called Oasis 2. And then as the band evolved and people dropped out and we found out that there was another group called Oasis and not even um, the white boy group. That wasn't even the group that I'm referring to. It was another group um, called Oasis that was a top 40 band like we were. I was a trumpet player, not a really good one, but a decent trumpet player um, in this group of a lot of guys. A lot of them I'm still friends with to this day, but that was my early beginnings. And my early beginnings in music from the time that I was in school was I played trumpet, um, funk, um, a little bit of jazz and classical. You know, the stuff you usually learned in school before they took the music programs out of school. But that's what I did. I played music. And uh, when I got out of school, all the way through junior high school, all the way through high school, pretty much in the bands in school 
and an outside band. And the outside band was called Oasis 2 later on, known as the Function Freaks, later on developed into a three-man rap parody group called No Face. Um, and we had a label under Def Jam. Def Jam had Rush-associated labels, and we had a label. I don't want to dig too deep into that part, but it just seems like throughout my life, I have always been blessed all the time. Like my whole life, like whenever I've had a down period in this business, something and it always came and blessed me. It's always been a higher power looking out for me. I've always been blessed. And as I move on now to my new trek on to Chicago and the new station, y'all hearing it first. Um, yeah, I'll be working in Chicago on the radio station, 104.3 jams in Chicago, um, in the morning, the Ed Lover show is coming soon. So if you live in Chicago or you know somebody in Chicago, tell them they'll be hearing me very soon every morning on the airways. I have been blessed. This has been another down period for me in my life. And every time I get to that point where even financially, I don't have a lot of money. God always finds a way to bless me. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I've done, but I've always gotten blessed. I remember one time when uh, I was in the band um, and we used to go to rehearsal at my man's house all the time. My man, Shah, we used to always rehearse at Shah house. And um, uh, our keyboard player, Bush, um, was always one of the first guys at at rehearsal. Always one of the first, and probably the best musician we had, probably next to our guitar player, T-Bird. He was a really, really good musician, and still a great musician to this day. Um, and he was late, and we were all looking for him like, yo, this ain't like Bush. Like, where's Bush? Like, why isn't Bush here? It's not like Bush to be late. Um, and he came downstairs, and... Uh, he kind of hesitated when he came down to the basement because we used to um, rehearse in my man's basement. He kind of hesitated. And everybody was like, yo, Bush, come on, man. Get on your keyboards. Yo, let's get it. You know, we got rehearsal to do. You know, we got gigs coming up. We need new songs that we're working on. We need to get this stuff right. We're a top 40 band. So whatever was hot on the radio from Prince to Michael Jackson to Rick James, Confunction, Earth, Wind & Fire, the Barcades, that's kind of stuff that we were playing in those days and that time. So he came downstairs and he said he quit. And he's standing on the staircase and everybody looks at him and goes, you quit, man, man, what's the deal? Why you quit? And he pulled out a piece of paper from his back pocket. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. And the first thing that was on the paper, number one, he had reasons why he was quitting. And the number one thing that was on that piece of paper was Ed has no talent. I remember him saying that. Now, I wasn't the best singer. Damn near wasn't, surely wasn't the best musician in the group. But I did have a lot of personality and a lot of drive. And it just seemed funny that I would become the most famous person out of all of them dudes that was in the band with me. Better musicians, better singers, better everything. I would become the most famous person. And I'll never forget he said Ed has no talent. And I'll never forget that when I first got my first Benz, when I had big checks coming in from MTV and I bought a Benz, I'll never forget rolling up on him in a pouring rain and him standing at the bus stop and rolling my windows down. I go, yo, Bush, what's up? And he's like, oh, shit, Ed, how you doing? I'm like, yo, where you going? <clears throat> he was going to catch the train and go somewhere. And I was like, you need a ride, man. Put your stuff, in, put your keyboard 
in the trunk. I have brand new Mercedes Benz. And I never forgot that. And and it's always something like that that spurs you on to keep going to try to figure out what's above you and 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 what's looking out for you. And you know, there's a lot of different things going on in this world. And there's a lot of things that even confuse me, but I know that there's a higher power and you can call them whatever you want to call them. You can call them God. You can call them Allah. You can call them Buddha. You call them Jehovah, like whatever you want to call them. There is a higher power out there looking out for us because you got to be looking out for me because there's no other reason that I can explain why at this stage, of my career since I've been really professionally known to everybody since 1989 and this is 2018 why I'm able to podcast why I'm able to keep a radio job while I'm able to do deals with with uh you know networks like Bounce TV and what we got going on in London with you know with the Creep Squad and all of this stuff that I'm an executive producer on it's just amazing to me that there's something out there that is some higher power that's just keeping me going. And I think once we realize that is is the Lord's plan and not our plan, I think we'll be better off. Like I always say, let go and let God. And sometimes it's hard. It is hard to be positive sometimes. It is hard. When bills are being due and you really ain't got that money, it's hard to be positive. Like when you sitting back and you're not understanding why you're not working and other people are working and you know, you're just as talented or even more talented than them. It's hard to stay positive. Sometimes it's hard to stay positive in the face of ne- negativity or defeat or, or being in a melancholy mood or being down on yourself. It's, it's really, really, really tough. Sometime, and I know there's a higher power out there looking for, looking out for me, and looking out for everybody else. You know, um, Reverend Run always um, types. You know, he always Instagrams. God is going to bless you um, with something incredible today. If you agree, type Amen. And I always type Amen under it. But it's weird because sometimes I have these conflicting feelings about religion, and and I don't know how you guys feel about it. I mean, I guess you could comment on it or if you see me in the street, we can have a conversation about it. Um, My conflicting views on religion are always funny to me, man, because, you know, America especially. I don't feel like we use God in the right way. I feel like we think our God is better than anybody else's God. And to be a God-fearing and God-loving person, I don't think that you can put your religion in front of anybody else's religion. Like, right now in this country, we have this innate fear of Muslims and in the Muslim religion. It's, look, man, Hitler did that with the Jews. The Jewish religion is different than Christianity, which is different than being a Muslim, which is different than being a Buddhist. You know, and every other religion that that people study in this world, those are just a few examples. But who are you to say that your religion is better than anybody else's religion? If your religion is based on God, 
if your religion is based on love, if your religion is based on those things, period, not even with your scripture says, but just based on God and love, no matter what you want to call them, how do you stand there and say that your religion is better than anybody else's religion? Like there's been so much fighting in this world that America has been a part of based on religion and all over everywhere. Like, like you Shiite Muslims versus Sunni Muslims. Like how could you both agree with Allah being the greatest? And that's what the Muslim religion is based on, right? If you know anything about religion, you know that the Muslim religion is kind of like double Dutch when you were a kid, like somebody would be at, well, I'm first and somebody would be like, I'm zero. And somebody else would be like, I'm God, no higher. And the Muslim religion was based on God, no higher, their prophet being Muhammad and belief in other prophets too. And the Christianity is Jesus. And some people believe that God resurrected himself in the form of Jesus and came back and died on the cross for your sins. A lot of other people say it's a trilogy, the father, the son, and the Holy Ghost, where Jesus is the son, true son of God that God sent to this world to die for our sins on the cross and to show us certain things. That's why it's the immaculate reception, right? Uh, not reception, conception. I'm sorry. Immaculate reception was football. Um, Franco Harris back in the days, immaculate conception with Mary, right? So we differ in the way the scriptures think the Quran versus the Bible versus the Torah or whatever you want to use. But isn't the concept the same of God? That's why I can't stand when I'm, I'm turning on TV or I'm listening to any politician from Barack Obama to George Bush to Bill Clinton to any of the presidents. Anybody say, God bless America. What about God blessing the world? What about God for everybody? Like if you say, God bless America, aren't you just saying you want God just to bless America? And doesn't that desynthesize people? to hurting other people from other countries or different religions that doesn't necessarily agree with yours. Doesn't it make it easier? <coughs> Excuse me to lash out at those people or to drop bombs on those people with those targets that we see from the air. Those are enemy targets because they told you these people are enemies. Like we started a whole war in Iraq based on false facts that they had weapons of mass destruction. We have weapons of mass destruction. Who are we to tell other countries what they can't have when you have the same thing? Oh, well, we don't use ours in an aggressive manner. You believe that, folks? <coughs> Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. America doesn't use their weapons in an aggressive manner. When you finding out now that during the Reagan era, cocaine money was used to try to overthrow a government that we funneled into the real Rick Ross and the money came back and was used to, for the guerrillas to fight against the government and we were giving them weapons. So we don't use our weapons in an aggressive manner. We've done it plenty of times and continue to do it. <coughs> Excuse me. The same way you will find that Russia since military aid and weapons over the countries, you'll find that a lot of people don't like America because a lot of kids and people get killed 
okay, because of American-backed governments with American weapons and American bombs. We might not drop the bombs ourselves, but if I'm the one handing out the guns, ain't I just as guilty as the person that's shooting people? <clears throat> Absolutely. So the hypocrisy of us flying under the umbrella of God bless America is super huge. We fly under this super religious liberal or conservative Republican or Democrat flag that we are the go-getters and do-righters under the eyes of God and we do so much wrong in this world and we send 18-year-old boys to go fight a war under the guise of protection of us being God-fearing Americans fighting the evil other religions right and then when our veterans come back and they all messed up and they all wounded and they all screwed up does America really take care of them the way they're supposed to take care of them nah so how could we fly this flag of justice under the guise of God when we don't even love people around the world and a lot of y'all are just blind patriotic bullshit because some of this stuff is open record you can just go and look this shit up and see it for yourself I'm, I'm not just I'm talking factual stuff like go check it out but if God is an all knowing and all seeing and all loving then aren't we all supposed to love each other no matter what your religion is if God is looking out for me and he has on many occasions God should look out for everybody too but everybody got these different religions. You can't. Women got to walk behind. Like, how could how could you have a religion like being a real true Muslim based on what God is? And God is love and love is for everybody and then oppress women. Like, this doesn't make any sense. So you writing the doctrine on the way you want to perceive it. But God doesn't have his doctrine written that way. No man is more or less than any other man. That's the way it's supposed to be. And then you wonder why God keeps continue to bless you because you got to keep praise. You got to keep praising even when you're at your lowest point. You got to thank God for what you have because even at my lowest point, I just remember I got a roof over my head. I'm eating regularly. You know, you can't walk around looking at what other people have and what you don't have. You have to love what you have, what God gave you right now in the presence at that time all at the same time but we run around here and we find each other and we killing each other and, and not living a godly life and I'm not saying I live the most godly life like I'm far from living a super godly life but as a country and as America you you can't like you can't play around like that like we we can't we can't hurt each other and continue to hurt each other under the banner of God bless America or God just bless me or or God just bless my race or or God just bless my block or God you know that's not what God is all about man and I've often wondered like throughout this whole career like why you Ed why you like what price fame you know what I mean why you I just try to keep my feet 
planted firmly on the ground and keep a strong belief in whoever's running things up there. Because somebody is certainly looking out for me. And somebody is certainly looking out for you. But the hypocrisy, man, the hypocrisy that goes along, like the to keep the money floating, they don't care who get hurt. Like, look at all the stuff that we've known about the Catholic Church over the years. Look at how many boys have been molested. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, it's early, y'all. While I'm doing this podcast, that's been molested by Catholic preachers and the Catholic Church sweep it. Straight shit under the rug, man. Straight under the rug. They don't even get prosecuted for it. For some shit that if you did, you'd be underneath the jail. Like so far underneath the jail, you have to get a shovel just to go to the child line. Like that kind of shit is serious, man. And this is our religious institutions that we look up to. That we are looking to for guidance. We look at a lot of our preachers and our black churches for guidance. And I think it's mostly because Martin Luther King Jr. was a great, the doctor, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a great preacher and orator, but he had flaws too. And we look at these guys and, oh, I need $7 million for a jet. Meanwhile, your community is starving. That's not godly. That's not godly at all. You have no real outreach programs, nothing. That's not godly. Let me tell you something. I used to go to this church called Bethesda Missionary Baptist Church in Queens, New York City. Still right there on Jamaica Avenue. As my dad got older, my dad started to really, really try to get his life in order and get right with God. So he was going through Bethesda Missionary Baptist Church all the time. And we started going, you know. Just as youngins, we go to the church. We know a lot of people from our block went to that church. So we go to the church every Sunday. We had a good time in the church. My father was diagnosed with cancer. Mind you, he's a deacon in the church. He's tithing his money every week. Deacon in the church. Giving his life to Christ. And to the church. Doing everything for the church. This is why you need to concentrate more on spiritualism and religion within yourself than in a building and a person. Tithing his money. Make good money at the phone company. Got sick. Passed away. You know that church gave my mother $100? $100. I stopped going to that church and never went back to that church. Even after the pastor died and his son took over, who's a very great uh, preacher who has a great outreach program to the community. Never stepped my foot back in that church after my father's funeral. Gave my mother $100 after all the money and work and everything that my father poured into that church. Left a sour taste in my mouth. Like, are you doing it for your benefit of yourself? Or are you doing it? You're supposed to help your people, your members, if they get sick or if they're struggling. My mother was struggling after my father died. Struggling. You give her $100? Fuck that, y'all. Sometimes that organized religion leaves you blind, man. Leave you blind. It's your relationship with God. And it's something that my mother tells me all the time. My mother's uh, almost 80. Wonderful lady, man. Raised us. My dad died when I was 15. I mean, not 15, 18. My dad died when I was 18. So I'm in my 50s. So my guidance was my mom, okay, for all of those years. 
And my mother always tells me it's about your relationship with God. Even at one time when I was in, when I was practicing the Muslim religion and my mother didn't agree with it um, because she's a Christian and she feels like the only way through and to heaven is through Jesus. And I, my argument was always like comparing Jesus to a glass of water that you put in the middle of the road. There's more than one way to get to that glass of water. So as long as I believe in my heart and respect everything, I don't see why my path to the kingdom of heaven can't be different than yours. But the thing that turned me off about the Muslim religion was the way they treat women and women have to be behind them and pray behind them and all that bullshit. I didn't agree with that. Um, but I agreed with their God, no higher theory and everybody else being equal prophets, but they still throw the prophet Muhammad up the way Christians throw the prophet Jesus up. But that's a whole different podcast. But my mother always says to us, it's your relationship with God. Cause when I die, this is what she's talking about herself. When I die, I can't answer for what you've done. I can only answer for what I've done. So you have to answer for yourself. So it has to be your relationship with God, not mine, not, oh, well, my mother's a Christian or my father was this. My father was that. My father's a Baptist. No, it's Ed Lover's relationship with God, mine and mine alone. So I keep that in mind when people try to throw this, oh, you ain't in church every Sunday. Oh, don't you have a church home? Oh, it's my relationship with God. It's not yours. It's mine. And it's yours. If you're listening to this podcast, it's your relationship with whoever your higher power is. My higher power is God, Allah. Jehovah, my grandmother's Jehovah Witness. I can't say because my grandmother wasn't a Christian, she ain't going to heaven. Who's, I'm not the person that can make that call. God can make that call. Seven day Adventists, Jewish people. I can't say the Jews ain't going to hell. Oh, Jews ain't going to heaven. I can't say homosexuals ain't going to heaven. Who am I to make that call? I can't say that the dude that killed 17 people in the Parkland High School shooting ain't going to heaven. I can't say the two young men from Columbine ain't going to heaven. You can't make that call. God makes the call. Allah makes the call. Jehovah makes the call. Buddha makes the call. Yahweh makes the call. Whatever you want to call God, God makes the call. Why have I been so blessed since 1989? Because I realized God makes the call. It ain't me. It ain't what I want to do. And all the time, we're not going to understand God's call. How many people have you lost? How many people have I lost? I don't understand it. But I have to just keep believing that God makes the call. All the trials and tribulations that I've been going through, you going through, my executive producer, Krista, going through, she realizes God makes the call. She got herself right with God. God makes the call. Now she's going with me to Chicago. Praise praise God. God makes the call, y'all. But we got to use it in the right way. We have to stop using it for self-benefit. We got to stop using it for country benefit, for world domination. God is love and love is for everybody. We got to stop. Oh, you gay, you can't come to this church. 
That ain't your business. Oh, you straight. You shouldn't be in this church. I'm straight. I'm heterosexual. So I can't be in the church. This is a gay church. What's a gay church? It's God's church. We all should be equally cool and respectful of everybody else's religion. Of everybody. And stop flying this flag behind the guys that God loves America more than he loves anybody else. No, he doesn't. Jesus was Messiah for everybody, right? Right? If you believe, right? Muhammad was Messiah for everybody. Not just you and you and you and you. And for me to stand on a soapbox and tell somebody they're going to hell. Who am I to say? Sorry. I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge of heaven and hell, man. God is in charge of heaven and hell. Not Ed Lover, not you, not your pastor. We get caught up in what pastor said. Pastor said this. Pastor said that. Pastor did this. Pastor did that. Or this person's holy because they're a gospel singer. Or or this guy is holy because he pastor this, pastor that. I watch everybody get caught up because somebody's a good orator. Because somebody talk good. You get caught up. Women get caught up because a pimp talk good. Think about it. Did you hear what I just said? I said people get caught up because a pastor talks really well, speaks very well, eloquent, right? Strong, right? Pimp does the same thing. What's the difference between a pimp and a preacher? Sometimes you got to think about that. A pimp is pimping certain women for their money. A preacher's pimping sometimes. Not all, not all, not all, but a lot of pimping thousands of people out of their paper. Then when it comes down to it, you see what they really made of. When you need something, you see what they really made of. But because pastor needs, because of his outreach, right? Because uh, he's traveling a lot, missionary, going to other countries, spreading the word past the needs, a brand new jet. Because the four ain't good enough and the G5 is old. So past the needs, a new jet. Let your lights get turned off in your house. Right? Let your mortgage get back seven months, eight months. See if pastor pay your mortgage for you. You're getting played. You're getting played, but it's your relationship with God. If that's the way you want to go, fine, but don't come to me when I'm telling you I'm not going that way. Don't come to me looking at me like I'm crazy when I tell you I'm not going that way. I have a personal relationship with God. On my neck, it says God first. My personal relationship is mine. It ain't yours. It ain't the government's. It ain't the president's. It ain't Oprah's. Right? It ain't Al-Khalif, Al-Khabib, whoever that is. I just made that name up. It's not his or his wife's, right? It ain't Mr. Weinstein, the Jewish man. It ain't his relationship. It ain't it ain't the Hare Krishna. It's not his relationship. It's my relationship. So let me have my relationship. I know why I've been blessed. 
I know what I believe. I remember my parents always say, you don't talk politics and religion at the dinner table. Two no-no topics. You ever want to get into a deep, deep discussion or argument with people, talk politics or talk religion. Leave that off the table. You can have a nice conversation. You can have a wonderful conversation. I started this podcast off talking to y'all about why I've been blessed and, and, and my testimony to how good God has been to me. And it kind of veered off in different directions because that was on my mind. But I don't like the way God is used to benefit people monetarily in the way countries use God to rile people up to fight unjust wars and unjust conflicts for money and oil and to put them in a better position while your sons and daughters are out there dying and your kids are out there dying. It's, it's just, it ain't right. It just ain't right. And I just wish that we can all, everybody in the world, I know this is a, is, is a crazy dream and a crazy wish, but I wish that everybody could just come together and love each other, man, under, under God. Jew, Gentile, Buddhist, Hare Krishna, Muslim, Jehovah's Witness, Seventh-day Adventist, whatever. Atheists, pray for them too. Just love each other under God. Like, why? These broken religions, man. These, you know, Catholics versus Jews and Muslims versus Christians and Christians versus Jews. It's just, oh, I don't care. that. And people standing up, ah, oh, Hitler, that did not happen. Like, come on, y'all. Like we gotta respect each other, man. That's that's what that's what really what God is about: respecting and loving everybody. Each and every person deserves your respect and your love all the time, man. It's, it's just it's it's just crazy. It's, it's it's just crazy. It really is. I know that for me, for for Ed Lover, for being around. Stretch, Randy Walker, and him dying in 95, being around him and Tupac, because they were tighter than small pair of skinny jeans. Dying in 96, then being around Biggie, dying in 97, and being around all three of them at the same time, because they were all close friends, and one day I'll do a podcast called Biggie, Stretch, and Pop. Um... I'm still here. I'm still here. 25, 24, 20 some, 21 years ago. I'm still here. It's amazing. It's been an amazing journey. Jersey. I used to live in Jersey. Amazing journey. Continuing. Grandfather, father, husband, entrepreneur. Comedian, actor, recording artist at one time. I hate when people say, oh, you that rapper. I made one album and really didn't sell that well. Oh, that's a lie. We did 500,000. Me and Dre, but I'm not a rapper. I'm associated with hip-hop. Yeah. Made a great living off radio, hip-hop, television, hip-hop. Yeah, but I'm not a rapper. Um... I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Love that line, Jay. Uh, but 
that's it, man. That's that's the secret. Everybody always asks me, how how did you, how have you been able to manage to reinvent yourself? Come on, son. Come on, son. The podcast, um, other things that I've been doing. Honestly, y'all, this is the hard. I I promise you, this is the hardest thing to do, and it's it's it it for me. Too, it takes a lot of practice to let go and let God. It does because you want to steer things in the direction where you want them to go and you want to do this and you want to do that. And I'm getting ready to go to Chicago and my friends are like, you just got to Atlanta two years ago. Why are you going to Chicago? Chill. But this is God put this in front of me. This is my journey. God gave me a shot. I haven't been working with Radio One in Atlanta on the air since December. It is March, almost April. So I haven't had a steady paycheck. Like, you know what I mean? Steady, like every two weeks, like I'm used to getting paid coming in since then. I think my last check was January 10th was our last check. And it's almost April. And I'm standing around waiting for people who say, Oh, you're such a great talent. To give me a job in Atlanta. God was like, nah. Boop, Chicago. And not only Chicago, but Chicago with more revenue than you were making in Atlanta. How about that, Mr. Lover? So it was, it's, it's, it's God's will. Ain't mine, ain't yours. Isn't mine, isn't yours, to be proper. It's God's will, folks. Stop using it wrong. Practice that because I'm guilty of using it wrong too. Practice it. It's, it's, it's a practice. Practice smiling a little bit more. Practice laughing about something every day. And practice giving. And, 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 and because when you give, it comes back tenfold. I'm tell you that. Actual fact. Go in your closet. Look for all the old stuff. Look at pictures of yourself. From five years ago, stop hoarding, go in your closet and say, I don't wear this no more, I don't wear that no more, I don't use this no more, I don't use that no more, I really don't need this, I don't need that, and give that shit away. And watch the blessings come. Maybe not when you want it, but when you need it, they're coming. Watch. Give and watch what you get back. You give those blessings, that blessing is coming back tenfold. That's the secret. Stop asking for things you don't need. Stop dwelling on material items. It's just a thing. Okay, so what? Homeboy got a Bentley. Be another one next year. Homeboy got a Murcielago, a Ferrari. A night's good for him. There'll be another one next year. Homeboy got a Rolex and you got a Timex. Rolex, Timex. Still an X. It's still a watch. It still tells time. There'll be another one next year. And maybe one day you'll get to that point where you can get one yourself. But that's not what makes you who you are. It's not. God makes you who you are. Give it away. Watch it come back tenfold. Clean out. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Cleaning out, looking at these clothes like I got to take these to Goodwill. Well, Salvation Army or something because there's a bunch of stuff I'm not even wearing. 
Like, why do I have all this stuff? Just so I can say I have it? Why do I have all of these? I don't need five pair of black jeans. Like, that's ridiculous. All right, 40s is out of here. Why do I need it? You don't. You really don't. Let go and let God. And it's a practice. That's a practice. It's like you have to practice to be fit and healthy and happy. You ain't got to practice to be happy. You ain't got to practice to smile. You ain't got to practice to show some people respect. That should come naturally. But letting go and just allowing God to take over your life. Now, I'm not talking religious fanaticism. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just your everyday practice, your spirituality, your connection to God, just to let go and say, okay, I know you got it. I know you got it. Honestly, all my adults out there, how many times have you gone out and gotten washed, and I mean drunk, and got behind the wheel of the car and made it home safely? Who did that? You did it? Or did God spare you the blue lights behind you and the lockup and the DUI and the $10,000 court case and all that? Who did that? How many times have you just went past somewhere and then there was an accident behind you and somebody died and you was like, man, I was just right there. God did that. God let go and let God, y'all. And it's a hard thing and it's a practice, but you got to keep practicing it till you get it right. It's an All of us are sinners. Nobody's free from sin. I'm not free from sin. You're not free from sin. Your past ain't free from sin. But that's not an excuse. Just because you're not free from sin is not an excuse to keep doing the same bad behavior. Okay? We have to let go and let God. My blessings to you. When you see me, you be like, hey, God bless you. I take that seriously. I really take those those blessings that you throw on me seriously because I think that has a part of it when you say God bless you this man God bless you bro I think boom God looks at that person and throw a blessing their way serious business y'all let go let God practice practice and remember it's not your plan it's your God's plan whatever you call your God I'm not here to judge you it's your God's plan it's not your plan so be good to each other. All right? It's been Ed Lover. Good son. The podcast. All right? Until next time, man. Let go and let God. All right? Remember, I always give you the good shit, never the bullshit. Right here on Come On, Son, the podcast. I'm out. Peace. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.